Welcome to the Get Out and Try podcast. I'm your host, Katie Axel. This episode is sponsored by First State Bank and Trust. Hi, this is Jason Howard, president of First State Bank and Trust. We understand that switching banks can be a lot of work, and that's why we're here to help. With our tools, you can transition your accounts at your own pace, on your own schedule, and start banking local. We believe the more you can do in one place, the more you can achieve. Contact us today to start the switch. First State Bank and Trust. Achieve more together in Bayport, Oak Park Heights, Stillwater, Hudson, and online at fsbt.com. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. We're picking up where we left off in part one with the interview with intuitive channeler and coach Bridget Showquist. I had asked Bridget how channeling intertwines with someone that is religious, and here's what she had to say. Check it out. I don't know if this is taboo to ask about, but how does this intertwine with someone that's really religious? I have channels for people who are religious, and they it just depends on the per- person who is open to it because mm-hmm. it there's no rules of where this comes from. And I am not, I respect religion to where I'm not going to argue whether you're right or wrong of where it comes from. Cause it doesn't matter. It's a message of love wherever it's coming from. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I've channeled for people who are religious, who were maybe some of them, not all of them were a little not sure at first, Mm -hmm. but like people who um, are Catholic, it's very similar to talking to a saint. It's just this, I call them spirit guides of like spirit guides of health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And instead of being saint, whoever is the saint of health, that's kind of, or I talk to goddess Bridget rather Mm -hmm. than Saint Bridget. Mm -hmm. So it's very similar in that I'm only giving the Catholic reference because I was raised Catholic, but that's kind (laughs) of how I was not. So I can't, I can't speak to that at all. So I just know yes. there's a lot of kneeling and standing. <laughs> there's a lot of kneeling and standing. Um, yes. And a lot of saints where I don't know where all of them stand for, but they're yeah. similar to spirit guides in that way. Okay. Got it. For all the Catholics out there. Yeah. You have helped me with my business and channeling for me. Do you work with a lot of other businesses? I do. I would say the majority I work with are life coaches. Um, otherwise, entrepreneurs, if they're not a life coach, people in service. And we just get clear because it's lonely in the entrepreneur world of not a lot of people understand your business as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not claim that I do, but your guides do. So I can tap into the guides and kind of blah, just kind of give ideas, give uh, different perspectives ways where you can conserve your energy because you are your business and your business is you. And if you aren't in a good place and you don't have enough energy, your business is done. So we really focus on that part of, of taking care of yourself so you can continue on with your business. But there is a lot of like sparks of inspiration, making decisions feel more clear. I don't make the decisions for you or tell you what to do, Mm -hmm. but your guides will give you different perspectives on how to come to that decision and feel really confident and really good about it. And I love that you have a really good business brain as well. Like all, all channeling aside, even if you couldn't channel, I think I would probably still come to you and say, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Because you have a really good business brain. Uh, but I also know that there was a point where you and I 
met and you looked at me and you channeled and I mean, you could feel whatever energy I was putting out, which at that point was exhausted and that whirling dervish trying to figure out, am I doing this right? It feels like a lot of work and I'm not sure if it's working, which I think is entrepreneurship 101. It's that peaks and valleys. And you looked at me and you're like, you need to rest. Your guides are saying you need, and you didn't say it like that because it sounds different when you're channeling, but the message was stop. You need to stop and rest and recharge because you're burning out real fast. And I did. And that's exactly what I needed. Yeah. And because you can't come up with any creative things, you can't come up with anything else when you need to, or talk comprehensively to a client. (laughs) (laughs) like none of that. The energy doesn't work. You can't get sales. None of that works when you're super, super exhausted, which is so easy to happen because a lot of times you're a one person show Yeah, and you just need to figure out how to use your energy efficiently, what you can hire out. And if you can't hire it out, what you do, what you can do and ways of doing it that saves your energy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think we, we can get in our head because of everything around us as well. And so part of not being able to slow down was I got to keep up with everything that's going on around me. And if I lose steam, I'll lose everything, which is not true. You you can take a break. (laughs) You can take a break and slow down. Still have a business. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That was really important for me to hear. And I think I probably would have benefited from you in my corporate life too, because I'm a worker bee, I'm a workaholic. And that um, I can, I'm capable of burning myself out because I just want to do all the things on the list, get them done, and the list never ends. Yeah, I, I think that's where my passion stems from because it's similar background of corporate world and feeling like as a mom with kids, you don't feel like you can give enough to work. So you don't feel great there and you don't feel like you're giving enough to your kids. So you don't feel great there. And if you're in a relationship, you can't give enough there. So you just don't feel good at anything. And it was, it was just really hard and exhausting, depressing, anxious, everything to where Mm -hmm. I don't, I would love to help anyone who is feeling that way. Cause it's an awful, lonely feeling and very fixable. Yeah. I remember being so sad, sad and pissed off a lot. And I'm talking about when I was in my corporate world. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's really hard to explain, but I think as I've told people about it, that might still be in corporate, they're like, yep, I'm there. And I feel for them so much because it's a really hard space to be in where you're checking emails at 1030 at night, because you may have a boss that doesn't stop. And, you are trying to get the next promotion that looks like a good job because the promotion that you got six months ago was supposed to be the good job. You know? Right. Like right. This never yeah. ending cycle. And then you add in the stress of oftentimes, not every case, there are some great companies out there, but um, oftentimes it's just a gross game of chess politically, which is exhausting. Yes, there's that. And then you have the guilt put on you for asking for a day off (laughs) or Mm -hmm. if you're sick, having the guilt about that of being sick. Yeah. Um, And you're in an environment where you feel totally lonely and nobody supports you or sees the same way. So then you think something's wrong with you. It's just uh, 
a gross feeling to be in. And in some environments, it's also you work really hard. And then I just saw a meme on this of you work really hard and you get really good at your job. And then all of a sudden you're doing many people's jobs yep. <laughs> because you're so good at yours. And it just never stops of adding on, adding on, adding on. Yeah. Without the pay oftentimes that was kind of right. what 100%. actually, that was the catalyst to me leaving was ending mm-hmm. up with two jobs and no more pay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. a lot of travel. I was like, yeah. uh-uh. I like my family. I want to see them. Right. Right. Yeah. It just gets to be too much. And then once you kind of open your eyes and get your head above water, you realize, oh, I, mm-hmm. there is another way. Yeah. What are your thoughts on what's currently happening with corporate America now that people have gotten to work from home and seen a little bit more freedom? And we've got what I think they're calling it the great resignation or mm-hmm. re, I don't, I've heard a couple different th- terms out thrown out there, but what are your thoughts yeah. on that? So I think it's like, I follow, this is kind of going into a side note, but I follow some astrologers as well. And it sounds like this is kind of the way the energy was going of just complete change of like things getting topped and turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was time to happen of where we were so in this hustle culture of do more, do more, do more, where our own health was at risk and we didn't care. Yeah. Or maybe we just didn't even know. So I think this is very interesting where we all realize we can do so much without having to go anywhere where I've worked with people who are about to create so many ways of helping like uh, women in rural areas to be it, to work from home and still make an income because of all these other needs, supporting needs for more, more and more people who are either starting their own businesses or big businesses looking to outreach for other people. Mm -hmm. So I think it's opening so many more opportunities. And I think it's opened so many eyes in a lot of companies that there needs to be a change of what actual work-life balance looks like, because before it was just kind of hollow words of Mm -hmm what they thought it was. I even had somebody say the other day of they forgot work-life balance is actually about them, <laughs> which just <True. laughs> blew my mind. I'm like, yeah, you're like, you're the, the middle of that whole thing is it's about you and balancing you. So you can be the, the person who can hold up the teeter totter. You're the base of that. And if that base yeah. is broken, there's no bat, there's no teeter totter. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's not just you're trying to balance work to make it work for work. And you're mm-hmm. not trying to balance life to make it work for your family. It's supposed to be for you to be mm-hmm. balanced in there. And I think that is going to be changing a lot. Yeah. So I like seeing the difference of mm-hmm. this just from being in the corporate world. I haven't been in the corporate world to see how much it has changed. I was in healthcare before, so I I cannot even imagine what it's like right now in that. That one might be a little messy. (laughs) That one's messy. Um, And, you know, how to hopefully soon there will be more of a balance with that. But um, it's it's something that I think was ignored for so long um, because everyone just thought it was normal. And then actually seeing what it is like and what it could be like has opened a lot of doors. And I think the progressive businesses who have jumped on this are going to do really well. Yeah, I agree. I have a handful of friends and maybe you do too, that have again, done the corporate ladder climbing and the next position is always going to be the good one. And it never seems to be, it's more stress. It is more pay, but not necessarily in line with the amount of stress that you take on with the higher role. And, uh, I've had some of them open up to me 
tired and frustrated and, and feeling trapped. Like you get to a certain income level where you feel like you're trapped because you have created this lifestyle around this income and around this, everything that you've built. And then there's also ego built in there where you've done this and this is what you set out to do. And now it sucks. It's not Mm -hmm. fun. It's not what you Mm -hmm. thought it would be. And I guess the question being, how can you help those people with channeling? I've actually just had somebody with kind of the same question of where they're looking to go out on a completely different thing, but super nervous because they have mm-hmm. a steady income Yep. and this would be starting over. And they, the question to them was, was kind of like looking in the future five years from now of what do you think is going to make you more happy of having this flexibility in this and, and this new adventure or continuing where you are right now, where you know what's going to be happening in the next five years, your kids are older, you've been married longer, which direction do you feel is more exciting to you right now? Mm-hmm. And knowing that nothing's permanent, where you have developed so many skills over the last however many years, you have skills to be able to get another job or potentially start something else if you mm-hmm. wanted to. And I think we just forget about that. So that was for that person was just giving that two different views of five years from now of what, what will it look like or what could it look like? Yeah. And again, not making the decision for somebody, but just giving that different, that's an example of just giving a different perspective on how to make a decision that feels good. Yeah. And then surrounding yourself with as much support as possible, no matter which decision you pick. I think that was the thing that was coming to mind as you were explaining that, because I was also thinking one of the elements that I almost forgot about is all of the noise around you telling you that you're supposed to have a, you know, 40 hour work week job, which is always 50 or 55 or 60. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to have uh, the company that has the retirement package and plan and everything. And you're supposed to go to work and come home and then retire after however many years and Mm -hmm. you've built up your retirement. That's just how you're Mm -hmm. supposed to do it. And we have an entire generation of people that have just retired and they did that. Yep. And a lot of that noise comes from that generation. And sometimes they're like, go for it. I know my mom was super supportive of me and she said, get the hell out of there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is that, but, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess how how do you instruct them to handle that noise, especially when some of that noise comes from those that are closest to them? Yeah, so this is another person who had a vision. So bear with me because it's talking about snakes, which I hate snakes. I also very much respect them and their symbolism. All right, let's hear it. (laughs) So, um, and oddly enough, one of my like main guides is the serpent. And I've just been like, oh, okay. So I'm learning more about snakes. (laughs) So during, so snakes represent transformation because they have to shed their skin to survive, which is also just really gross to think about, but very powerful symbolically. Yes. (laughs) So the image they gave this person was imagine that you are a snake in the forest and you're in the middle of the shedding of your skin. I'm sure there's a term for it and I don't know it, but you're in the middle shedding your skin. Who do you want around you in this most vulnerable time where you are at risk of literally losing your life? Who do you want around you? Mm -hmm. And using that image has been so powerful for me. That's again, why I love these group things because I learn a lot and everybody else around learned a lot. So I've used that image for myself of who do you want around you or who are you going to listen to in that noise Mm -hmm. when you are in the middle of your most vulnerable moment, who is going to have your back no matter what? Yeah, And that I think narrows it down. It's just an image that helps narrow it down of who really is worth listening to and who 
as we are parents, <laughs> perhaps our own parents will project their own fears of like who, who in your life will project their fears and who in their, your life is actually just there to listen and support you. Yeah. And do you touch on marriage stuff as well? I feel like I saw something recently where you did or relationship wise. Yeah. Relationship wise. I do. Um, right now I'm offering love messages just because I I love love and I love messages about this. Um, <laughs> I love the age group of clients who are in like their, I mean, I love all clients, but I love this age group of clients that are in their mid twenties single and kind of feel pressured to find somebody. Mm-hmm. I love these love messages that really help them learn how to lean into loving themselves, get your, get yourself set with yourself mm-hmm. before you even think about starting to look for somebody else. And yeah. So many times it's happened where they've, they've found themselves, they've loved themselves, they've left a toxic relationship so they can then learn about themselves or they've met a really great person in that time afterwards. And Mm -hmm. it's just felt super easy. There's been things like that. And then with marriage, um, yeah, we talk a lot of how to communicate it, but it's done in a way that's not manipulative because again, I just, I won't get messages that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not in a manipulative way. It's not a way um, to invade on your spouse's privacy. It's nothing like that. It usually is on like, how can you best communicate with this person? So you can, so it can be effective and there can be solutions and there can be an open dialogue of what, what's a good thing to say and what's a not good thing to say. And then sometimes they don't want to hear it, but a lot of the messages are in like what you need to do to improve yeah. to help this relationship. Let's talk about your upcoming events because you have a couple of them on your website that I yes. see. So talk about what you got coming up. Yes. Yeah, so I have the spring equinox. There's a group channel um, on Zoom, or you can have a custom-made recorded video all around the spring equinox. So This is a time, spring equinox is all about new beginnings, fresh starts, things like that. So we can channel your guides on what would be best for you during this season and how to use the season's energy for you. So we also learn about what spring equinox means, the history behind it. And then you can hear in the group, everybody will get at least 10 minutes of individual channeling around Mm -hmm. the spring equinox. And then you can also ask other questions if you want to connect with a loved one who has died. Each person gets about two questions or 10 minutes in there. So that's a good way. If you want to kind of dip your toe into it, the group channeling is a great way. And if you want to do it with a group of friends, you can sign up friends or you can reach out to me and we can set up a different time, whether it's spring equinox or not, but this is a good way to kind of get your toe into the water of channeling and see if, if it's for you, what it's like, uh, especially in the group, because you hear, you know, eight different ways of how channeling works Mm -hmm. for different people. And are you offering anything one-on-one as well? So the video is kind of one-on-one because it is for them. Okay. I do have packages where you can have one-to-one sessions. Those are on my website as well. There's a session of like, there's like a mini package of three different sessions and then a bigger package of uh, six sessions Okay. throughout the year. Got it. Um, so those are the one-to-one options as well. But I always recommend either try the group one or a video one first just to see if you enjoy it or mm-hmm. for a good match energetically. And then the other event coming up uh, starting April 1st is uh, Moon Club. And this is where I take you through the experience of living by the moon cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will be throughout the entire April moon cycle. So the new moon is on April 1st going to the end of 
through April 29th. So we live through the eight phases of the moon, learning how to use the energy at each phase. You get to experience creating a new moon intention that we focus on throughout the cycle with the purpose of manifesting it throughout Mm -hmm. the cycle. Uh, And this is where the new moon is in Aries. So it is all about new beginnings. It is all good. It's like the spring moon. So it's, it goes aligned with the spring equinox where just a good refresher, good way to just start. It's almost not really like starting at the new year, but it's just like a good refresher following with the season mm-hmm. and really connecting with the moon, connecting with the season and just yeah. with yourself. I love it. Where can people find you? Uh, my website is just be lifecoaching.com. I'm also on Facebook uh, and I at just be life coaching. And I'm also on Instagram at just be life coaching. Easy peasy. And I'm getting into TikTok, which is super You fun. are. Yes. <laughs> are you doing the dances? <laughs> no, I have not done any of the trendy dances yet, but I've just done some, uh, I've done some channeling on there where like at a full moon, you can get, I just channeled like full moon words for people mm-hmm. of what to focus on. So there's a bunch of free content um, All right. on TikTok. I'm going to find you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for thank coming you. back. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. This yeah. is fun as always. That wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast. That's one of those small ways that you can help support the podcast and help others to find it. Make sure you're also visiting getoutandtry.com often, keeping you connected to the calendar of fun and happenings in the St. Croix Valley area. Until next time, find some ways to connect with your community. Support those hardworking small businesses that host all the fun in the valley. Go, get out and try.